Welcome to your next step of the self-publishing mountain. I'm Matilda Swift, author of Quintessentially British Cozy Mysteries. And I'm Samantha Cummings, author of young adult books about magic, myths and monsters. I've written the books. Changed their covers. Tweaked their blurbs. Tried tools from a dozen ads courses. And I'm still not seeing success. Now, we're working together to plot and plan our way from barely making ends meet to pulling in a living wage. Join us on our journey where we'll be mastering the pen to snag that paycheck. Hello and welcome to Pen to Paycheck Authors Podcast. I'm Sam Cummings, here with my co-host Matilda Swift, and we're here to write our way to financial success. We're two indie authors with over a dozen books between us and still a long way to go towards the quit the day job dream. If that sounds familiar, listen along for our mastery through missteps journey. Each week, we cover a topic to help along the way. This week's topic is all about Facebook ads. But before that, let's do our wins and whinges of the week. Matilda. Uh, I, very much like last week, I'm going to go for a win and a whinge together, um, which are not really writing related. So I'm still in my period of doing um, strategy and mindset work. And every single thing I read makes me go a little bit like further away from writing and kind of deeper into looking at things in myself uh, which is really useful uh, but I'm glad this I've, I've kind of got an end date on it but I'm also really really glad and I've really appreciated the work because this week I lost a friend a very very good friend um, passed away this week which has been really you know unbelievably sad but also mm-hmm. I felt very capable of dealing with it which I would not have felt if I was absolutely in the hamster wheel of writing if I had a deadline um you know if I wasn't being kind to myself so it's really been you know hard and upsetting but has definitely made me appreciate those this like taking the time to to work on myself and to Mm -hmm. to not be writing so a, a sad time but but good and rewarding to see changes in myself so that was really encouraging how about you that's that's a very very positive nice way to look at it that's really nice um my win this week is the fact that i had like the challenge of setting up our podcast hosting um and um getting the podcast broadcast onto all the channels which i managed to do i mean i'm sure that that some of them haven't connected properly and I've got lots of tweaking to do but I did that and I feel great that I have won against technology finally (laughs) my whinge of this week is that technology did kick then kick me in the butt because I did um a blog post and I also sent out a newsletter and I forgot to link the like the little blog post that I did in the newsletter (laughs) so I was like just doing these things separately forget to bring them together so my whinge is me being silly and forgetting to like be good (laughs) okay but that's understandable um and I think so I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when we first started that we actually have weekly podcast meetings but we also do a full day session once a month and one of the things we're talking about in our session today was putting together processes um Mm -hmm. and I think it is really good to notice what goes wrong and then make a note of that and then just say I'm going to put a process chart together for this so that I don't keep having to think, did I put the blog link in or forget mm-hmm. to even think about it? Um, so yeah, definitely that is the thing I'm trying to make a bigger priority in 2024 is making myself 
process documents so that I do not have to keep thinking of everything from scratch every time and imagining that future me has got uh, an infallible memory and will always know exactly how to do everything um yeah. all the ten thousand things there are to do as an indie author so mm-hmm. i think good good to have those reminders that it is important to put things in processes rather than try and remember it um yeah in the abstract yes my memory um, is shocking i'm onto a very <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're onto a very process related topic today one which is my personal nightmare um, in terms of remembering all the steps and because it also sneakily changes behind your back every time you look away. Um, so today we are doing uh, Facebook ads and we planned this week to look at what we already knew and what we felt like we needed to understand more of to become good at Facebook ads this year. Uh, we have talked about it a bit already today because we need to look at some things face to face and look at kind of what each other's done. So we've talked a bit about this, but I think we haven't really been able to, we've kind of held off digesting everything and looking at our overall plan of what we know and what we don't know. So uh, it would be great if you can just uh, give us an idea of what you do and what you don't yet know about Facebook ads. So I have been working in marketing for a long time and I have spent many years um, wrangling Facebook ads. I luckily haven't had to do them for a year or so, uh, which has been really nice. But like you say, I logged back in um, this weekend to just like re-familiarize myself and, and try and see if I still remembered what it all looked like. And Facebook have pivoted, thrown a load of new <laughs> stuff very in there. Generous <laughs> way of putting it, yeah. Um, and just made things seemingly three times more complicated and yeah they're they're just always changing it they're always trying to tweak everything that they do um so I used to run a lot of Facebook campaigns for some big companies and so I know how it looks I know the processes which is like quite a um a great like reminder to that I should write the processes down of like how you set up Facebook mm-hmm. ads and stuff because I know how to do that. Like I've got, I probably have actually got training notes on that on my work computer because I used to write training notes for other people. <laughs> so I'm going to dig those up. Um, yeah. So I know like how it works, what the system looks like. The thing obviously that is the, the biggest um, hurdle isn't just the stupid system that they've got. Um, it's trying to figure out what Facebook wants in order to mm. serve a, a great ad and get the results that you're looking for. Um, and I've said this before, but Facebook, as much as I hate the company, and we should call them Meta, I refuse. Um, but Facebook, it, it's not sticking. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Facebook do want ads to perform because they want you to come back and spend more money. So, well, if I can ask is... a question about that, um, yeah, because I think. There's people often talk about this of of Facebook ads are designed for high worth things, high value things, mm-hmm. um, and that we are probably the advertisers putting on the lowest value items on Facebook ads. So, yes. do you do you agree with that, or do you want to kind of debunk that that you think Facebook ads, uh, Facebook wants us to spend money even if we're having things with very low margins on there? I think Facebook wants low margins as well as the big margins. Um, they want all the money. That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. they just want all the money. They they're not saying, "Oh, we only want money from the people who are spending thousands." They just want your twenty pounds. They want, they want they want it all. Um, so I I do think and are they that set up whilst... to to work for 
people like that. Yes. Yeah. Like it, you will get results. Even the ads that I've done in the past, I've only spent 20 pounds, 30 pounds, probably maybe like 60 pounds max because that's something we'll talk about in the future. I just don't have the budget or I never allocated myself the budget for that. I was just doing it as spending as though I would if I went out shopping. And I was like, well, I feel like spending 50 pounds today. So, um, I, and I was getting results, you know, like I was getting the results that they were saying I was going to get. What those results mean, obviously, is different to everybody. That um, I was getting the clicks. I was getting the impressions. Was I getting the sales? No. That's, I feel like the actual um, rate of return is something that you that you need to build up over a long period of time so I've said this um to Matilda today um that Facebook ads don't work in my opinion when you're dipping in and out they only work if you my technique yes but that's but I think that's I think that's a lot of people's technique especially indie authors you're trying to do so much so many, many things all at once that you you're writing you're editing you're on social media and then you think oh, I should run a Facebook ad for this one thing that I'm doing. I've got a book coming out. I'll run a Facebook ad for that specifically. And then when it's done, it's done. No more Facebook ads. And we are doing ourselves a disservice um, by doing that because Facebook, the whole platform, the ads platform, works like like a credit score sort of system. So the better your account looks, um the mo- the more like consistently you spend the more you're building your audience the better you look to them and the more the system works for you um and that's like how what i've seen doing ads for other people is that they never just did one ad and left it they did ads continuously and each ad built up got better results as they went along so like when i used to do the stats for them you could track the stats over the year and see that every every month the stats go up because they were consistently pouring into the system. And as much as like I hate the, the idea of spending money all the time on ads, I do think that you have to um, you have to have a consistent ad plan in order to actually to, to get a return. What what return you want is obviously um, for you to decide. Like what is worth spending money and like what result you get. So if if you're looking to make sales from it and you're only getting a small percentage of sales from a a big ish spend, it's down to you to decide whether that is worth it. Which um, I know this is um, um, this is what you've had. So do you want to say like what? what have you done on Facebook and what has your, um, like what have your results looked like to, like based on your spends? Yes. In fact, I might even start further back than, than the actual adverts themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think you're right in the indie authors are always trying to balance the 10,000 things you could be trying. And the most expensive one of those is usually ads because, mm-hmm. you know, there's different, there's all sorts of different, um, almost like philosophies that people ascribe Mm -hmm. to 
Uh, and you get people who are just like, yeah, put in $5 a day and then when it works, scale it up or start with $20 a day because otherwise Facebook won't really kick your ad going, um, you know, kick it off or put, put any energy behind it. Uh, and then when you don't see much traction, then you think, oh, I'm just throwing money away and I've done a bit of a bit of trial and error on it and I've figured out a few things, but maybe what I should do is go away and do an ads course. And then I've, I've done that and I've done various ads course. So and the ads course, I think, are useful, but I think there's now, and there's lots of ads, useful ads information out there. And there's lots of people who have had great success who will say like, oh, you know, you've, you've read Mal Cooper's book, um, but, you know, that didn't work for me. I know it's worked for lots of people. It didn't work for me. You, what you should do is try the Matthew James Holmes course. Um, and then you'll find someone who said, oh, you know what? I did that and it worked for a year. It was fantastic, but then it stopped working. And so I switched to the uh you know mark dawson's uh ads for authors course and you'll find people who are really strong proponents of lots of different ad systems who are like no you've got to do it this way it really worked for me um and then there's there's brian cohen's i think another big ads guy um and they're all really different right they all have phenomenally different tactics um and different ways you measure things and how much you have to measure things and how much you have to iterate things and so you think, I'll try one method. So I've, I've done all of these. <laughs> um, you try one method for a month and you think that's given it a good try and I can't quite make it work. So I'll try a different person's technique for a month. And then that doesn't work. And you think, well, what I might do actually is just like turn off the ads for a month and see what the effect is of like the tail. And then that's interesting and it's useful. And it all feels like you're learning things. And I love learning. Um, yeah. You know, I think it would come to no surprise to anybody uh, who knows me that I have done the, um, you know, strengths for authors. I've done the Clifton strengths um, and almost all my <laughs> all my top techniques, all my top um, strengths are learning related. Um, so I, I actively like enjoy learning. So when I do Facebook ads, part of what I'm doing is like trying to figure something out. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily, it feels like I should be learning something. So I feel like I'm I keep getting closer and then when I can't do it I want to try something different which is yep. really the opposite to what you're saying right you're saying like yes <laughs> just pick a technique and then mm-hmm. just pour the money trickly trickling down the drain for a while which yes feels so I, disempowering <laughs> I don't want to say it's trickling down the drain um and that's how it feels because right? it feels like you're it, not it does if it, and it, it feels the opposite to the traditional like technique of yes. yeah I mean I suppose that's the the thing with any kind of ad that you run no matter what is always a gamble um and it's mm-hmm. like um in the honor ross course i know that she said that it's kind of um how much can you afford to gamble um mm-hmm. is important and again that's like a topic that we'll cover in the near future talking about um our own like finances and stuff um but I definitely think with Facebook ads and like with a lot of things in general, I don't think giving something a month is enough. Um, I don't think you're going to get the right amount of data to look over after a month. I think you need to have two or three months of something um, quite like solid in its build. So rather than doing like loads of different types 
of the same ad like I know that you've said that you you basically did like several iterations of the same ad to see what worked but you couldn't understand the stats that you were getting from it um it wasn't yeah clear. and I would do like ads with dynamic creative where I would do it mm-hmm. for a week with what like one set dynamic creative and then pick the most effective from that and like reiterate that and so and when I when I say that I mean like make different versions of that same advert and change the copy and the picture just slightly and make different versions of it and then suddenly that wouldn't work or I would think Mm. I've picked an audience that actually having looked at the stats it seems like really this one niche part of it is working so then I will burrow down into that which does feel like productive right it feels like okay I I don't want to keep spending you know, 20, 20 cents per click, maybe. I don't want to keep mm-hmm. spending 20 cents per click when the uh, everyone's saying you should be getting down to 16 cents per click for to make it economically worthwhile. So I'll pick the ad that's getting 16 cents per click and I'll I'll drill down into that so then hopefully I can get even lower. Or everyone says video ads are working, so I'll try that. And it, it just feels like I am chasing my tail because I don't know enough. Um, yeah. And so I think yeah. I'll... I'm just guessing. That's what yeah, I feel like I can you're, do. You're putting a like a lot, a lot of energy into something that you mm-hmm. don't understand enough, and I don't think that that's ever going to be. I mean, some people do that and they get success, but I think much like in publishing, some people send out a book to an agent and they get an agent immediately. But that's not the rule for everyone. And like um, mm. with the ads courses and stuff, like you say, there are so many ads courses, and every single person is saying something different which means that there's not just one set way you have to figure out your way and you can learn things from other people like tactics and stuff and you can figure out the best way to like the best formats or the best ways to look at the figures afterwards but I think for your ads for yourself it's something you have to build up from from scratch and you have to see it through for a longer time than a month um, and I think that mm. you also shouldn't be doing um, the same ads, but like slightly different variations. I think you should be running very succinct ads where you can tell the, what the stats mean for that ad in particular. And so if you're doing an ad where you're trying to get people to go and buy something and you've got six ads all trying to get somebody to buy something, and the figures and all the stats and stuff are all just like gobbledygook. Like you don't know what it means because you're trying to compare them all. But like, what are you comparing them against? I don't know. I just think it's like, it seems very busy and difficult. I think it's easier to understand one ad at a time and not try to compete against yourself with six ads but what, doing the same thing. What do you do if, so I think because a lot of people are coming from no marketing experience Mm -hmm. and like and I've worked in marketing before but you know really old print marketing like I've made brochures and leaflets (laughs) you know from the days of print (laughs) yeah Yeah. um and I think the reason why people and and the same for me want to follow a a course is because you can think well I I don't want to become a marketing expert that is not Mm. why I'm getting into this I don't want to become a digital marketing expert what I want to do is take someone else's distilled knowledge and apply it and you know, tweak it to suit my needs. And like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely prepared to like learn from different versions of it and try different things. But I am not expecting it to take months of like becoming a digital marketing expert. So I don't have a clue about like where to start. So if I were just going to start 
I think doing the courses has been useful because otherwise just the Facebook ads platform is a nightmare enough. So things like I, it's expensive and it's time consuming to do, but I think the ads for authors, the SBS um, ads for authors course is such a good walkthrough. You can find free content, but I think it is, you need something to show you like, where do you click? Even today, both you and I went back into ads platforms are both like, which of the three different things that Facebook calls Facebook ads is the right link? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> So I think yeah, it's useful to do an ads course to do just to yeah just to figure out like where I'm supposed to be clicking. Yes, I think um, that the actual interface what? is a hurdle. Um, yeah, personally, for me, what I'm going to start doing is because I was looking through um, like all the new stuff that Facebook has. Like you say, there's three ways to look at it, um, three ways to get in. You've got let me have a look and see if I can load these pages because my internet's super slow on my laptop. I can't um, even look. I just oh gosh it's um yeah it's you've got like a camp your campaign center you've got your business center and mm. you've got like something else like I don't even know what the other thing is Bus- your business suite oh there's all like and it all does different things and it all says different things um I learned that one of the things that you clicked will take you through to their new automated ads section and um, that's not an immediate thing that you can see when you just go through to like your normal like ads manager so they have like yeah they've made it super complicated and like the ads manager is just a pain in the butt anyway how it's all laid out so even yeah like mm-hmm. it's just a crazy thing to look at um and they're constantly a b testing and, things with like different oh, users so a- yes they are and it's and it is just nuts. Mm. Um, one of the things that I'm going to give a whirl in February is trying out their new automated ads thing, which is their AI-driven um, ads. Like, it, rather than trying to figure out how to set up an ad, it's re- I really actually like looking at doing it myself and stuff. You do it all on one page, and it's super simple. And what it'll do is it'll let you do like six ads and well you can just like run it like for however long i'm just going to run it continuously with a daily budget um and it will then pick the best serving one for you and then just show that instead and and is that i'm just going to do that no go on. <laughs> um yeah so i was going to say is that um so currently you can get facebook to do or definitely in my experience i haven't done ads since sort of the the last quarter of last year which already feels like a long time ago in Facebook terms um when I was doing it they were sort of trying to bring in more automation in terms of audiences so AI is trying to control finding the right audience for your ad is it just that 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 they're doing or is there other things that AI is controlling now um they it looks to me like AI is mostly just in control of the audience um and they're going to build an audience and figure out like which ad is the best serving one um i don't really know much more about all the the stuff the ai stuff that they're using because i haven't fully looked into it because it's a pain to read like it's such a pain to read um Mm -hmm. i really i learn by doing so my plan is just to to start using this um what they're calling automated ads um and using their information they'll tell me what 
my clicks should be with my budget and just going to run it for a bit and see what kind of traction I get. Uh, I'm not doing a specific like buy my book ad because I don't think my account is there yet. Um, Something that Facebook loves is to have an account that looks legit, like you've got a great audience, you've got an audience that interacts. So I am going to spend a bit of money trying to build my Facebook page audience and find people. You mean like the number of likes you've got for your Facebook page? Yes. Yeah, like followers for my page and try and build that up to a slightly higher number of in people who interact at the moment, as all indie authors know. It's just family and friends a lot of the time, which is great, but that isn't helping because they're actually not reading anything that you're doing and they're not clicking through your links and buying stuff. So um, my biggest hurdle this year really is finding my audience online because I am coming from somewhere who I don't have an online audience. I haven't built one up. I've been a very bad indie author. (laughs) And I've just been throwing books out. And I've just been like throwing books out, like take these and read them if you will. But I've not really been like desperately trying to build that audience. Um, so I'm going to use Facebook ads to the automated ads to try and build that. And then once I've got traction, I'm going to start just doing um, specific ads on Facebook rather than doing like loads of different variations of stuff. Because I'm not at that point yet where I can test loads of things because to test loads of things you have to have the time you have to have the money Mm. and you have to have like the the willpower to try and figure out all the stats like you say I don't want to be a Facebook ads um expert I I do marketing in my day job I don't have the the capacity in my brain to do that more so I just personally just want to figure out very simple things that work well for me and that's where I'm running. Yeah, that is really helpful to think about. Um, and I think not not even vaguely something that I have heard before. Uh, I think, and I think very much because indie authors want to see immediate return for investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea of spending money to build your Facebook page just feels like you're spending money to help Mark Zuckerberg um yes who does not need it (laughs) um but do you have and also I think like there's no sense of a good metric so I certainly don't have any sort of good metrics um so I don't know what a good page would look like I literally just have a page because it's what you do you can't run ads Mm -hmm. without a page so I have a page for that reason um I have a page because I wanted to claim the having a page rather than someone else yeah yep. not good reasons and it's not there because, and I don't enjoy um I don't really enjoy Facebook I I really like Instagram because I like graphics and like visuals um yes. I don't love the interactivity that I think Facebook expects mm-hmm. um and I think there are lots of really good fun communities for cozies already and it just feels a bit like it, you know I've I've joined groups I've joined other cozy collectives doing pages or groups trying to make them interactive and fun and it it just feels like shouting into a void sometimes um so yeah do you have a it's really helpful to think about though using your page and and building up sort of a credit score um from that page as a way to get Facebook to sort of 
give you the almost like better rates on your loan, right? Better rates yes. on your ads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like preferential treatment because you've got a better credit yeah. score. So what, yeah. what would you say is like, do you have any specific goals in mind for getting your Facebook page a better credit score? Um, definitely building um, how many likes I have and like how many like, people are interacting with my posts. I do um, have my Instagram linked up to my account and I cross pollinate there. But mm-hmm. I do, I do know that my Facebook audience is different to my Instagram audience. I definitely have two separate audiences there, and I am aware mm. of what to expect from both of them. So I think that's like a really good, um, a good thing to spend some time thinking about. Is like if you do have a Facebook page or you're trying to build a Facebook page, and you have an Instagram account, which most people do, those two audiences are not going to be the same audiences. I do mm. find them completely different. So I need to, like, I know who my Instagram audience are and I know the sort of things that they want to see. Like, I don't get great return on that either, but it's harder to get people to click through from Instagram. Facebook is a place where people are more likely to click because a lot of people use Facebook on desktop. They do use Mm -hmm. the mobile app, but again, like, because links are there and easy to click, it all happens, like, a lot easier than clicking links on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um. I need to make sure that my Facebook account is like verified as a business because they want really want to see that that you that you've ticked all the boxes of a business. Um, put in a great profile. Like I really is that, need to tweak my check profile. As well, is that one of those like secret backend pages that you have to get Google to figure out how to verify my Facebook page as a business? You should have access to um, your business suite. Um, I, and that doesn't ring a bell. I've definitely been I, there at some point. Don't know where it is, but I've yeah, yeah. It's one of the three options now. When you go into Facebook, when you go onto like um, into your menu, there should be access to a business suite. And I hundred percent have mm-hmm. not spent a lot of time in there because I always was just in the ads section. But um, mm-hmm. you can do a lot of things in your business suite. That is like, sadly, they don't give you like a credit score, which I wish they would. I wish they would say like. Mm-hmm. what your account needs in order to like to be seen as a good person mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do mm-hmm. want to see ev- they want to see all the boxes filled in they want you to have a registered address a bank account attached to it they want to see people liking your page people interacting on your page like anybody would who is going to be working with you like they'd want to see that you are mm. a legitimate person their computer system like the algorithm will work better if it thinks your account is in the green. Like mm-hmm. if, if you're ticking boxes, uh, because I'm sure the more you're providing screen. it, the more it, it has a sense of like, yeah, this is where you belong in terms of this is what the AI will do with you. Yeah. Um, and then you can either like use the, the audiences that they provide you or you can build your own audiences and that's a whole other fun game to do with uh, facebook ads is what audiences you're using um and like what copy you're using but that's all it's like really the first thing that i think anybody should be doing is trying to make their facebook page a living breathing entity it's part of your brand and if you're using facebook ads you should be using your facebook page you can't just dip in and be like oh 
I'll throw some money here and and expect <laughs> results because like I'm so annoyed that I've not heard this before. <laughs> I mean, I'm really really grateful to hear this because I think I think coming from someone who has done Facebook ads for you know higher value items, you know, mm. and has has treated it in a professional manner, which is you know not saying that indie authors don't do that but I think a lot of indie authors coming from an incredibly different perspective of like I just want to do this one incredibly small niche thing and that is get people out of Facebook to Amazon but I think coming from someone who has seen it more of like part of a marketing uh and advertising portfolio thinking about it in a long-term way with a it's a long-term yeah that's not fun (laughs) Um, I know it's not fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah you have you have so we talked a bit about love as Instagram yeah. you have to you do have to nurture it okay I'm sorry okay. I am sorry um I know no I it, this is the tough love that I needed and this is definitely why I think this is such a good topic for us because we are coming from such mm. different perspectives of like I have only looked at it from like the indie author courses indie author like whisper network perspective and you are coming at it from a professional like advertising perspective and a marketing perspective Mm -hmm. and like Facebook ads just part of that can you just talk us through then timelines because I have very much done the one month on one month off try this go in and out get annoyed and things come back out again can you talk about timelines that you're planning for how long you'll spend you know getting yourself your credit score up and how long you'll spend trying different ads and then when you might expect to be seeing a more positive return on investment Mm -hmm. so my um intentions for February is to start doing automated ads um, continuously on a daily basis with a, like a small budget, £2, £2.50 a day, because um, I know that I can afford that. It's effectively buying a coffee a day. If You, you have to try and mm-hmm. think of like, how much are you, how much would you spend like on something frivolous and just, mm. I'm sorry to say, stop spending things on things that are frivolous and start putting it into your business. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. I tell I say this to myself this is like tough love for myself um so I'm <laughs> going to run a continuous ad that is going to encourage people to like my page um and try and really build up my Facebook audience and interactions and stuff so I'm gonna do that for the whole of February that's basically my whole goal in February is just to build my audience on Facebook um and once I have, like, I don't even know how many uh, followers I have, uh, which is terrible. Um, I know it's not... How many would you like to have? What would feel like a good healthy number I, for you? I, I feel like in order to start, like, making money, like, over 2,000 um, would feel oh, like... okay. I'm miles away. That is good to know. Because well, I have really yes, just done no. nothing. Like, I just very um, incidentally get followers yeah I let me have a look and see I I'm the same I instantly get followers and sometimes I'm just like where do these people come from like I have no idea mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. probably less than oh I've got 114 so just to be transparent there, there's no don't ever be scared about like mm-hmm. low numbers I'm the lowest of the low <laughs> I'm such a tiny person I think I'm like 320 um, um yeah and I have run ads and I have invited people that have liked my ads to, to like my page um, and mm-hmm. I have got free books on there and I have joined collectives and I'm still at 320 because um, yeah. I have done nothing to purposefully grow that. Um, and if mm-hmm. if 2,000 would feel like a healthy number, then that feels really good to kind of have that as a goal in mind. 
yeah, I think, um, I mean, and that's just a, a pie in the sky number. To me, 2000 mm-hmm. seems like you're, um, you've crossed over like a 1.5K line. And I'm just saying that as like, in my mind, that just seems like you're in, into the next ballpark. It might not be true, but at least mm-hmm. if I set myself that goal um, and I get there, I can see if that is a legitimate a legitimate thing like it will like i'll get more traction on stuff if i hit that number if it's five thousand people then i'll keep trying to build on it but i'll probably then start layering other things so once i get to two thousand people um I'll, I'll feel better about putting money into ads and can start like probably at that point would will have a better process and system in place where it won't feel like i'm starting from scratch off I'll feel like oh I know what I'm doing now let's add something else on top because I think that when if you're not doing it consistently it's confusing every time you log on to it so I, mm-hmm. it, you have to really build up your base and get to a point where you feel completely comfortable dealing with it on a regular basis before you can start trying to tweak things because it's just it's so complicated so yeah and every don't, time don't I go in I'm like to start wait small. where did that button go <laughs> yeah. yeah like yeah, it does take a long time to get really au fait with the system and feel like you are now capable of tweaking things like oh like I remember this last time but maybe I'll click this other box instead and like do some like investigating into mm. doing ads this way um I just think it's, things are always better if you've got a really good grasp on the basics before you start trying to be a little bit like cheeky and um trying to like tweak the system a little bit and you know Mm -hmm. it's so much better to understand what you're tweaking (laughs) and can I ask a question then about and I feel like this is a stupid question but I really I want to ask the stupid question I'm sure a lot of other people are thinking it is like what does an advert look like that is just driving people to your page um, it's just a an image, some copy, and then underneath that it says like this page. It's just just inviting people to click like. So, but like, what do you what do you feel like is the offer there? Because I feel like when I'm advertising a book, I feel like mm-hmm. the offer is you get to read this crazy mystery. Um, because that is is what I like. So I know that I'm advertising. Uh, quaintness I'm advertising coziness and sort of mystery and charm uh I'm trying to build up that sense advertising my Facebook page the place is like a tumbleweed dull space um then it's really gonna (laughs) yeah this is this is really going to um tie in a lot with something that we're going to cover off soon which is our brand so Facebook Mm -hmm. is you like your your Facebook page, whilst obviously being a portal to like buying other stuff, like buying your wares, um, you, it's a place where people should get to see you and interact with you. And because we're human beings, we're not a brand. Well, I know we're like we're going to talk about brands and stuff, but it's not like I'm not a business without a face. The whole point mm. of Facebook and Instagram. And everything that we do is like we sell books, but also like aren't we also points of interest? Mm-hmm. Don't people want to join our cool like join my cool gang where I talk about young adult books and like what I'm reading and like all the books that I'm working on and these like cool, weird, quirky stories where like everyone seems to die. <laughs> like, 
like you know mm-hmm. like you're trying to find the, those people that love going on Facebook and commenting about the books that you're writing and they so want step to talk to really... you about it before starting these like and this I, this is definitely should be a question this is just me pointing out the obvious step one before in these ads is like actually make my facebook page interesting and yes. then oh yes <laughs> yes yeah. yeah okay right, rewind it from right back to the start of this <laughs> make sure your facebook page has got a picture of you mm. and mm-hmm. um, you should have a an about page um and it should be like what your brand is. So mine says indie author about all things YA, magic myths, monsters, coffee addict, self-appointed national treasure. <laughs> so like <laughs> that that's me in a nutshell. Yeah, that is just how I think of you. Okay. I, I, I actually, yeah, yeah I, I got I got that from Dawn French because she put on Instagram um recently that she was a national treasure and I was like, Do you know what, Dawn? I'm a national treasure. <laughs> I think so, I might be a national treasure. Yeah, yeah you could be I a might national join treasure. Join the national treasure club. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've got Mr. National Treasure behind me. Oh yeah, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, definitely, you need to have um, a good picture, a bio, your website listed. I'm just looking at mine because I know I have been through and tried to tick things off, um, and like just make it look like you're a person who's posting in, like interesting things. So what mm. I tend to do is I go and follow a lot of authors that I like and not just indie authors. I mean like mainstream authors and see what they're posting and see what people like mm. interacting with. Um, and I just try and do that same. I, I haven't done it in a while because I like took a break off Facebook to like try and do Instagram and TikTok. Talk about those later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I just like I I have personally tried to be active on Facebook, and I will be trying to be more active on Facebook over the next month, and um, making it look like it's a well used account where people can expect to see things on a regular basis. Because mm. that's what I'd like. If I when I go onto other people's um, authors' Facebook pages and stuff, I will look and see like their last post and if their last post was a while ago I kind of feel like this can't this this account isn't active not here. so what's the point of following yeah so you want to show people that you're posting things in there regularly and you want to be posting interesting things that are effectively the things that you're posting on Instagram but maybe just with a little bit more info do you have an example of a Facebook page that you've seen that that you have thought is done well um off the top of my head let's have a look because and if nothing comes to mind we can put something in the show notes um just because i think i do treat mine like a page like it's a website page and it's just Mm -hmm. got factual information on there it feels static and i don't treat it i think i see pages in groups as different and i mine is objectively boring i would not want to visit it okay i'm gonna shout out out there I'm going to shout out one of my indie author friends, um, J.M. Miller. Mm -hmm. And she um, writes uh, young adults. She's done some romance. She's done some contemporary. She's done fantasy. So she kind of um, dips in and out of different genres. But, um, like, she's a great writer and she's absolutely lovely. She's got over 4,000 followers. And Mm -hmm. um, she posts... Like things that are completely just her personality, which I absolutely love. So she loves um, 
like books. She loves crocheting. She loves um, like just like memes and stuff. And she'll post these to her account. And she is like quite quite regularly posting. She's posting like deals that she's involved in and stuff that so people can go and click like free booksy and stuff. She's got things on there. Um, and I always see her posts and think, oh, like she's really on it with her mm. Facebook. Um, I think this there was somebody else that I used to see a lot of. Like I haven't really scrolled through Facebook in um, in a while on my page. So we're talking about like I should be doing this. Like I haven't properly started yet. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what other people. Not off the top of my head. I mean, I do follow a lot, um, but even like things like, and what I love to do is look on publishers' web publishers' Facebook pages mm. and see the kind of images that they're posting for the books they're trying to sell. Um, and I think mm. that that's like quite a fun way to see what actual publishers are posting, the types of like the colors that they're using, the copy that they're using. Because publishers are obviously going to get a lot of interaction because like Harper Collins is a big account, so if they've got somebody in their um, marketing team making these graphics, then maybe I'll try making these graphics mm. because like if if they're doing it and they're at the top of the game, then it's a great place to just kind of steal some ideas. And I, I have like really focused on like looking at ads because that's what I yeah. think of as Facebook as tool to do. So like I really like and I think not everybody knows about this, the Facebook ads library. So you can either just Google Facebook ads library and then go in mm-hmm. there and search for anyone you want to. It's a slightly complicated way to do it. So just Google how to do it, like how to make sure you're checking the right sort of ads at the right location. But you can just look at the library of anyone you want. Also if you go on someone's Facebook page, you can see if they are running ads and you can click through to see their ads. Yeah. And I have really focused on that and I had not really thought about actually just looking at what's on their main page and this now sounds yes. so obvious <laughs> <laughs> it's i think it's, it's because like, people complained a lot in the indie, indie author world about like facebook's become really pay to play nobody shows your posts anymore so then it sort of feels like posts are not are they redundant but mm-hmm. obviously they're not it's a social platform people it's a social platform what yeah. engage like like what what are you going to do you're, you're running a facebook ad that says buy my book how many people are going to click on your profile first because personally, that's mm. what I do. I click on someone's profile, yeah. like, oh, who's who's this? What other books do they have? And I'll go to their Facebook page before I click a link to go anywhere. Mm. Um, so you need to have that landing page, like your bio and stuff. It needs to look like the, the person, you know, like you're a trustworthy person who's selling mm. something good. Um, ads, I don't... I mean, this is just coming from me as somebody, like how I interact with ads, but I don't just click an ad willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. I will always, I'd be like, oh, that sounds really interesting. Click the profile. Mm. Yeah. And like, do I people wouldn't do trust that? me. I don't know. Because <laughs> if I clicked into, yeah. I think if I clicked into the advert and I would see like, oh, very rare posts or they're just reposted of Instagram, that doesn't feel authentic, trustworthy. There's not really real human there. And there is, and I'm just not showcasing that. Um, yeah, and that's such an easy thing to remedy. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, um, not easy and not fun, but it's doable. It is doable. It just means instead of scrolling on Instagram for hours every night. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. 
good just maybe spend a little time a little bit of time scrolling on facebook and mm. finding finding similar authors to you and um and posting things that you might post on instagram post it on facebook instead mm. definitely like links to your um links to your books links to your email subscribe you know just like just like you're doing with everything else mm. you've got all the content you know like the content that you're trying to put out just put it on facebook as well Mm. yeah that seems I, I can't very believe doable. I'm like here being yeah I'm like being a pro Facebook person here so this is like very very anti like, what, what I'm usually like, like I hate Facebook I hate Facebook as like my personal profile but I love mm. Facebook for my like business profile yeah and I think it you know it's pretty commonly assume that you're either doing Facebook or you're doing Amazon and really want to focus on one and I've definitely heard like focus on one for a year and then try the other one like it takes a long time to get used to the platform of your choice and I would say I Facebook feels an easier place to start because it is at Mm -hmm. least a social network that you're engaged with in some capacity presumably or you have that in your life um yeah I think I have been on Facebook now for 20 years um (laughs) yeah (laughs) it feels a long time um but like I'm I'm familiar with it and so I think it feels like a place where the concept of advertising and becoming a digital marketing at least somewhat expert feels more doable and if if step one to that is like actually have a more believable presence on Facebook have a more authentic Mm -hmm. presence on Facebook that actually maybe makes it feel a bit nicer and then Mm -hmm. to go from there to sort of scaling up to then gain more authentic engagement on Facebook and only after that start advertising that feels less like a cold hard advertising task mm-hmm. it's a very warm advertising task in my opinion because mm. Facebook is a place where you can build your community um, and interact with people and um, I think it's like a slept on thing I think people are like oh Facebook's over like oh Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because Facebook managed to build this ads platform that everybody mm-hmm. uses for businesses, you can't afford to look at it like you can't afford to say Facebook's over because mm-hmm. they are dominating the ad game. So it's silly to say that it's not a viable place. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, that's me on that's me on Facebook. I'm just waiting for my check from Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I mean that is a good promo um yeah I think but also I think it's so refreshing to kind of have a new way of thinking about it because I had just felt so frustrated and I had felt like Mm. well I've tried it I've tried all the things and I think all Mm. the things like all the ads courses and all the ads books they are I think you're right like they are working for some people sometimes because they hit on like the one that works for their particular type of book or their particular type of advertising strategy and you think oh maybe they've just got a big platform maybe they've just got a naturally big audience already and they haven't even thought taken that into consideration Mm. that that's important yeah yeah um so no I think having done all the things and having seen you know no success really beyond like making back the money I put in feels Mm. has felt really just like I've got no idea what the next step is and now it feels like, okay, I can actually go back several steps and like I've missed out some key things. Um, and now it feels much more doable and like a good project for 2024. 
and like I can try and make yeah. some serious significant steps um yeah so that is is really helpful incredibly useful for us to look at um what are we looking at next week so next week's topic um we have decided to do money and get honest about it so yeah we're going to look at finances and how we view money and how it affects our lives (laughs) in so many ways and do you have any thoughts on that already like are you looking forward to that I am. I think it's interesting. We've, we've talked a bit about this in a few of our, our monthly meetings um, and sessions before we started the podcast. I think this is another topic where we're coming at it from really different perspectives um, and that we'll be able to kind of bring different aspects to it and different ways we think about it. So I think it will be really useful. My current perspective is, um, what, or what I want to think about for next week is, I want to make myself a business loan um which is i think we talked about last week or the week before um is mm-hmm. the kind of profit first idea that orna ross was talking about with her go creative planning system um i want to really think about a profit first mentality and i i have got savings um that i have specifically saved up in order to invest in my business but they just sort of sat in lots of different accounts and they just dotted around accruing interest while i wait to know what to do with them um and then anytime i have a business expense i will spend it if it seems reasonable um or not spend it if I'm feeling like oh gosh I just fixed something in my house so I can't spend money on Facebook adverts those two things are not connected I need to treat my business like a business make myself a business loan and figure out what that's going to be and what I'm going to use it for and how I'm going to keep myself accountable so yes big thoughts big decisions um in a space I really hadn't been ready to make a decision in or hadn't really had any push to make a decision in so I'm really looking forward to um doing that over next week how about you yeah same I think it's one of those things where it's always on the list like figure out money Mm -hmm. and then every time you look at it you think I'm not going to do that today (laughs) and do that next week so I'm really looking forward to I mean like you say we're coming at it from two different places so I don't even have a business account set up Um, so I don't even have that separation in my mind of my life money and my business money. And I think that if I can figure out that and think about, I don't think I'm going to be doing profit first straight away because I'm still, I feel like I'm kind of like just a bit too far away from that to have that in my thinking at the moment. But yeah, just thinking about, um, what it means to have like a separate business account and, how all of that works for me and also think about my um like money mentality in general I think Mm -hmm. that'll be a really fun conversation to have because I know that that's a a weird unspoken Mm. thing that everyone has about money and I really want to talk about it with you yeah and actually I hadn't got on the list of things to think about but I have been reading a lot of books about money mindset and abundance and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out a way to change my mindset about money um and yeah I will try and make a list of, of books I've been reading and thoughts I've been having I don't think I'm making any meaningful change in my mindset towards money so that is feeling really frustrating um in that I think I do when I read these books about like abundance mindset I feel like yeah I should have all the money I deserve this and then the next day I'll find myself doing something like that's absolutely just my regular behavior like a real scarcity mindset um mm. yeah behavior and I just don't I'm finding it hard to change my perspective on money. Um, so yeah. I think it'll be really helpful to have that, that as part of the conversation. Yes. 
Yes, very much so. Well, this is a nice long one. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, everyone. It has, but it's been really useful as well. Like, I think we it have really, been. I mean, really trying to like upend the received wisdom on Facebook adverts. <laughs> that's that's yeah. obviously going to be a long topic. So, but yes. incredibly useful. And I hope that anyone who's listened to us has really had a chance to like reframe any thoughts on adverts, which I have. And now I feel like I'm going to take the next week just sort of getting over this conversation. <laughs> Just, yeah, so, just you you can think about it yeah. with such excitement now. It's yeah, the, the I can. And I, the, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's I know not, not a hill. Depressed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I I feel like we're ending the same way as always. Just like ten thousand thoughts buzzing in my head. I need yeah, to get off and write lots of things down. So yeah, I've yeah, got my book fantastic. And thank you for. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you know from a really different perspective, and just giving people something to think about that is not the same. Like buy this course, spend all this money, mm-hmm. try these things. Otherwise you're a failure. Um, this feels very manageable and encouraging and it's been really, really helpful to talk about. So thank you so much. And I will look forward no to speaking problem. next week. Yes, I look forward to that too. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, Matilda. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Pen to Paycheck Authors. Stay tuned for our next episode. And don't forget to subscribe to learn how to write your way to financial success.